Welcome to Pink Girl Podcast. I'm Alicia Clayton, your host. This is a podcast about women's stories and all things girl power. And we are recording. Welcome to the episode. I'm so excited to have Annie here from Into the Bold. Um, good friend. We met at a women's networking group and we knew right away we were meant to be friends, don't you think? Totally. Yes. It was like, you're one of my people. <laughs> totally. And I saw your bag that was um, like an old school mail bag. And I was like, mm-hmm. Yes. Like airmail, like yeah. passport stamps. And yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, A, need your bag. B, we need to be friends in that order. Yep. Oh. <laughs> fair. That's fair. Bag first. Okay. And then I, I guess we could be friends too. Don't be mad. So um, why'd you go ahead and introduce yourself? What do you do? Um, I do all of the things. What do you so, not do? There, that's probably... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a multi-potentialite, which means I can't do just one thing. I am not a specialist. I do a lot of different things. So, um, but my favorite things, or at least what I focus on in my business is helping women basically live their life on their terms. Uh, as women, we are told a lot of things about what we are able to do, what's acceptable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that there are so many more options than what we're told. And I think a lot of times we don't know what we want because we're never allowed to really think about it. So that is the focus of my work is helping women to just discover what they want, not what they think they're supposed to want, not what the world tells them that they want, all of those things. So the main areas that I work in with that are helping women start uh, their online businesses because they want time freedom. They want time to spend with their families. They want some financial independence, all of that. So as a human who has a vast business background, uh, and now a handful of years in entrepreneurship that lends itself really well. So I help women start making money online and then, you know, all the other areas that they want to do more, be more, see more, all of that stuff. So, uh, travel is a huge part of that, right? Like who doesn't, who doesn't want to see the world? Um, Amen. Amen. right. So it's really helping women put together lives and businesses that they love in ways that feel awesome for them. Um, and in alignment with what they feel like their purposes and what they really want. Awesome. Let's go back to your first word you used, which I love, love, because you introduced me to this concept and it is blown my mind is multi-potentialite. So I remember we went to get coffee or something and you were like, have you seen this TED talk? How do you like, right? And I was like, what is this? And I, I seriously, it was life-changing. Just that idea that um, we don't have to be specialists. I think we're taught a lot as women and just as people in our culture, especially that we have to choose one thing to be good at. And for those of us who struggle with that, we need to be told like, it's okay to not feel that way. Love. Absolutely. It was a, absolutely. It was a game changer for me. Um, it was 
my cousin's wife sent me the video. I was in Panama visiting a friend and she just sent me the video like on a random, <clears throat> like, like, oh, because her daughter and I are very similar. Um, and she was like, oh, I think this is you and uh, my daughter. And I watched it and was like, I mean, like big ugly cry, all of the tears. And yeah, it was just like feeling like I wasn't broken because I don't know any other people like this in my, in my world that love to do, you know, they have a bunch of different interests, want to do a bunch of things. Um, and so it was really a game changer for me. It really allowed me to see myself differently, to understand myself in a different light that like, this is actually okay. Like there, I don't have to try and fit in the box that everyone else wants me to fit into. I don't have to, that there are many of us humans who do not function that way. I mean, right. Like a Renaissance man at some point was actually a good thing. And we yeah. have decided in modern society that, you know, everything has to be assembly line. You're really good at putting the, you know, the head on the pin and yeah. that's all you can do. Um, so it was incredibly liberating and well, I love really... that idea of like you can like understand why your brain works that way. Cause I was always like, why do I get bored so quick? You know? And why do I always want to like try something? And then when I feel like I've kind of like figured it out, I want to go on to the next thing and kind of figure it out. But you were, you know, in that video, it talks about that's totally a multi-potentialite. That's how our brains work. Right. That you and that you're not a quitter right? You're not a flake. These are things that I had thought about myself, right? You hear these things so many times that like, why can't I see this thing through? Well, cause I got what I needed out of it. I'm done. Exactly. And that that gets to be okay. Yeah. <laughs> that I don't have to, and I don't have to apologize for it. You know, like for me, uh, trying to find a job was always, oh my gosh, such an anxiety inducing experience because my resume looks like a train wreck. Like I've done this and I've done that and I've done some of this and like I did sales and then I did, you know, I was in education and I was in operations and product development and like none of it fits together mm. for a specialist. And so, I mean, how many times in an interview have I had to answer the question like, so what is it that you really want to do? <laughs> I mean, I would like to do lots of things. That's why I'm here applying for a job that is not something that I've done before. Right. What is it you want me to tell you? Because I could pull it out of the bag. Totally. I mean, and I had plenty of those answers too. Like, this is what you want to hear. So that's what I'll tell you. Great. Give me the job. Fine. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was always super stressful. Right. Well, and I can totally relate. And it was always like, anxiety. Like I got to pick one thing. I've got to like, what is my career? And I'd be like, Oh, it's this. And then I'd be like, no, it's, it's like, I was always looking for the magic bullet and like for multi-potentialite, there's no one magic bullet. Right. Well, and then you're disappointed in yourself when you, you know, you get a job that you think is going to be super exciting and it is for a minute. It's not <laughs> right. Until it's not. And then you're like, yeah. what is wrong with me? Why can't I find this one thing? And yeah. right, that that video, the TED Talk, and you know, I'm part of her online community, um, has just given me so much permission to just own that this is how I work. Love. And yes, it takes some explaining to people who don't understand it, which is fine. Um, 
but yeah, it's really just allowed me to own that this is how I work and I'm going to bring a bunch of things together and surprise, you can actually be good at more than one thing that that's possible. <laughs> so, and that a lot of these things that we learn along the way are transferable, right? Like totally. I how to do, you know, video editing in my job as a communications manager. And then over here where I'm doing education or obviously as an entrepreneur or, you know, in all of these other ways, like these skills become valid. Totally. Well, and I remember I'll include the video, <clears throat> the link below, but yeah, you've talked me off a couple ledges before where I've been like, I just bought all the things to become the next whatever. And you tell me your painting story where you have all the paint supplies in your garage that you like never use. And, and you've had to tell me like, okay, like, let's talk through this for a minute. What if you just tried a little bit? Because uh, I was like, I'm going to be a professor. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I mean, let's see if that's, I have learned to dabble because I have, I've been the same way. Like I have a keyboard collecting dust in my closet because I was going to learn how to play piano. I have a shelf full of photography books because I was going to learn to be a professional photographer. Yes, I, I have it the paint supplies that I used once, which now probably six, seven years later really need to just go in the garbage. But like I have, I have totally gone all in on a ridiculous number of things. Yeah. Um, until, and I mean, until I learned that like, okay, I probably don't have a thing. So let's, how can I dabble in this and, you know, um scratch that itch like satiate yeah. that hunger without, for like, deep dive without like spending all of my money and like quitting my job and deciding <laughs> this is my new path in life that's like, what i would do i have done such things mm -hmm. um but yes i have learned how to dabble before really going all in on something yeah well and like talk about that conversation you have with yourself like for other multi-potentialites how do you kind of like like you were saying, scratch that itch without like totally jumping off into a whole new thing. Sure. And, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to think of what has been the most recent. I mean, okay, so I'm currently, Lord. So I decided in November, I mean, I've been wanting to do this for years and, you know, like I had a whole writer's block issue um, that was, you know, 20 years just hanging out. Right. Uh, so I finally started writing my travel memoir in November. Yay! Right? I'm so excited. Uh, now I have 60,000 words, which is a whole 120-page book. I know, this is insane. And I'm I'm not done. Like, there's still more things to write. I mean, it's mostly garbage right now, but that's what editing is for, right? Like, I'm telling the story to myself so that I can get it out of my head. Um, but there was the temptation to like buy all the courses. How do I write this and read all the books and read all the blogs and, you know, spend a whole bunch of time getting ready to get ready. Right. 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 And yeah. So I just, I mean, I am an action. I am an action oriented human. I know a lot of people who are multi-potentialites who really get stuck in the idea phase and have a hard time like just saying yes to one of the ideas and trying it. Uh, I don't have that hang up as much, which I'm grateful for. But yeah, so I was just like, I mean, you know, November is the national novel writing month. Of course it is. 
and but I can't ever just follow the rules no that's <laughs> no so I was like I'm not gonna write a novel but I'll use it to start my memoir okay cool yes um and so I just I mean I just did it I just sat down and I mean I made a goal for myself like okay a thousand words a day you know to do nano correctly correctly uh it's like double that but I was like okay <laughs> I haven't written anything substantial in like 20 years we're gonna take it easy and so I just started doing it and it's crazy wow. that like two months later I'm like I literally have written enough words to make a book that is, that is insane. amazing it's I insane love I love that I mean, it's so intimidating though, like at the beginning. Right. Yeah. So anyway, the whole point of this is this was twofold. I decided to start writing this book and then some, I don't even know where this came from, but I was like, I'm just going to, you know, document the process. So now I have two months worth of like vlog videos that I'm like, I mean, I guess I should do something with this. Yes. Right. So I have had to learn about video editing uh, in, you know, it's been like 10 years since I've done it. Um, you know, so I've been able to just like, okay, look up the things I need to look up, figure out what I need to figure out when I do, like, I don't have to gather all of the information before I can even start. Like I know zero things about publishing. I have no idea how I want to publish. I will worry about that once I've actually written all the things. Perfect. Brilliant. I love it. Yeah. A lot of people get stuck in the, like, I have to see the whole path before I even start walking. And no, you don't. Like when you go hiking, you don't get to see the whole trail from the beginning. You just trust that like it's there and yeah. I'll just keep doing the things. And when I turn that next corner, then I'll get to see the next chunk and I'll do that. Love that. Well, and not being afraid, you know, like I've started probably 20 Instagram accounts you are an Instagram junkie <laughs> and changed my bio literally a billion times. I locked myself out changing my bio. I know it's, it's so funny. <laughs> it's like obsessively weird, but like, it's okay to be like, okay, it's okay. Like I'm going to shut down half of these or, and eh, that idea didn't work. And I think it's hard because when you're putting things out there in the creative world, you, you don't want to come across as like, and here's the new thing and try this and try it. but like part of you i mean that's multi-potentialite person is we have to like throw things out there and just see what what catches and because we want to help people i think you and i both have that similarity is like we're there to help women we want to help women we're trying to figure out the best way to help women with the skills we have absolutely and when you have so many skills and interests it's hard to hone in on that like right away it yeah. takes some time like that's what i mean like i am currently going through another iteration where no it's not a 180 but yeah my work and my business is shifting five degrees i've discovered it's one of those like you never are going to have all the information before you start part of it is you start walking yeah. and then you pause reflect what have I learned what do I like what do I not like what things do I want to do more of what do I want less of you know I think it's a constant evolution of kind of getting clearer and clearer as you go but like you're not going to have that information if you don't start yeah 
Well, and I love what you told me, you know, I was thinking about, well, you've been there and I've been there too, where I'm like, you know, honestly, I just need to get a paycheck right now. I, I can't like be focused on putting my whole health, heart and soul into something. I just need to like get a paycheck and then work on my dreams on the side. And I love how you talked me through that. You were like, it's okay. Cause we tend to throw ourselves into everything. Right. And then it causes its own stress, you know, totally. I love the idea of just telling yourself like right now, I'm just going to do this job or this project or whatever and I'm not going to throw myself into it it is going to serve me for this season this purpose but it's okay I can have creative projects on the side love that idea. absolutely I think it's important I mean because I'm the same way I'm like screw it I'm quitting my job and I'm doing my business full-time and then I'm like I need to pay the bills <laughs> uh <laughs> like I did that my first round of entrepreneurship was about a year and a half and I made you know, like three full pivots, like 180 degree turns. I'm not even doing the same thing anymore. Um, and ended up, I started with travel consulting and ended up making jewelry because that makes sense. Um, <laughs> so much. I mean, and there was some coaching. That's when I started coaching, which at the time I under, like, I recognized that like, I'm not really ready to do this. I have enough of my own things to work through that I'm not in a place where I can best serve other women, yeah, helping them with whatever, you know? And so I set that aside, having absolutely no idea that five years later- You were back. That COVID would kill my travel business and that I would end up back in that zone. Like, you can't know those things. No, you can't. And so I think it's important, you know, to allow the journey to be what it is, but also that, you know, like after that, it was like, yeah, you know what? I need a minute. I need a timeout. Not even that like, I hate being in business for myself, but it's like, okay, it's kind of like, I don't know, like you run a sprint, right? Like you do this crazy thing and then you need a minute to recover. recover. Yeah. yeah. Like I just did all these things. I learned all this new stuff. Wow. What a crazy experience. I need a minute to process it. Yeah. And so for me, yeah, that was like, okay, cool. I'm just going to like go get a job. Somebody else can write my paycheck. I'm not going to be all emotionally invested in it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm going to show up and I'm going to work hard and that's fine. But then when I leave at the end of the day, I'm not going to think about it. Yeah, like yeah. I'm done. Like I wanted, I specifically sought out a job that would allow me to do that. Yeah. And yeah, it's okay. I mean, I think it's, if we don't take the time to process and integrate what we've learned, we don't really take those lessons and apply them when we do the next thing. Right. Well, and I remember, I mean, I was only in the entrepreneur business for two or three years, but I just kept hearing like, just keep trying, keep trying. It was almost like a bad thing if you had to kind of put your business aside and go back to work. But I think you've taught me more than anything is like, it's okay if you take time to go back to work and just put it aside and think the and recover. Um, yeah. Cause There's I think power in that. Yes. And for some of us, that's what works. And I know other people who are really fine with like building the thing on the side. Mm -hmm. I'm not one of those people. Like I get to a certain point where I have decided, like, I really want to do this. I just want to go all in on it. Yeah. And you know, some people are really okay 
like, okay, I have my full-time job and then I'm building this other thing on the side for me, my brain struggles to like, yeah, but I just want to do this thing. I'm focused over here. And so the other is frustrating and stifling and all of that. And so I don't know that there's a right way to do it, but I think that it's definitely okay to like, I'm going to go all in, I'm going to try all of this and then I'm going to press pause and I'm going to go back over here and, you know, work it all out. And for me, the big difference was knowing that when I went back and took a day job again, was knowing that that's not my forever. Like I am clear about this from the minute I walk in the door, I'm not expecting to make a career out of this. This is where I will be until I figure out the next thing. Serving me for a time. Yeah which took a lot of the stress off of it for me, because when I feel like, you know, when you're searching, when you feel like you're supposed to be a specialist and you're trying to find your place or your thing, everything is meant to be the thing, like, right? this is it. Right. No, it's not. This and is so, it. No, right. But so for me, having that <laughs> mentality of like, I know going into it that this isn't the thing. This is my opportunity to have a break, to you know, regroup to integrate everything that I've learned, but I'm not going to be here forever. So I don't have to get all worked up about the things in this place that maybe don't work super well. Drama, trying to make it more. It's like, it's fine. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm just killing time. You know, I'm just collecting some paychecks until I know what I want to do next. Cause like my brain, and I think your brain works like this, like there's a more efficient way to do this. How about we try this? How about, and then you have to tell yourself like, this is going to add extra stress. I have to just check in, check out. Totally. My brain works in systems and processes, which serves me really well in my (laughs) own business and serves me really well in helping women create their businesses. But in working for someone else, it is, it makes me want to tear my hair out. Yeah. Here you go. So tell us about, I would love for you to tell more about like your life changing trip. Okay. So uh, this was a confluence of events. This was, yeah. So I, okay. There's a little bit of lead up. I will try to keep it short. So I went to college. I mean, it took me like seven years to get through college because I changed majors like four times and because multi-potentialites, but I didn't know (laughs) this was a thing. So uh, my bachelor's degree is in marketing and um, I was in a terrible first marriage. I got divorced in 2007. Like I got divorced as I was in my last semester of college. Hmm. And- Weren't you in North Dakota? I was, I was living in North Dakota at the time. Random, like away from home, far. Away, no, no support no system, no, nope. And I made the choice to stay there. Like the obvious choices, the easy choices, like just run home. But I knew like, no, I have to stand on my own and be my own woman and do my own thing. And like, I've got, I'm not just going to run home to mom like that. No, I am a grown adult. No. Um, <laughs> so I decided to stay. I finished college that summer. I got a, an off a job offer for, you know, like a fortune 500 company making like more than double the salary that I was making uh, and also with the promise of international travel as part of my job. And so, although I was not super excited about moving back to Utah, 
it, I couldn't say no to that. I was, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> so I worked that job for three and a half years. Um, my first international trip was with less than 24 hours notice for work. Like my boss came in my office and was like, okay, we have this, we had this product that was coming out and he was just like, okay, I need you to go visit these four facilities in Europe. Also, I need you to leave tomorrow, make travel arrangements, go home and pack. And I'm like, I'm sorry, what? What, what was that? Okay, <laughs> let's do this. I mean, total insanity. Um, and like from before I'd even left the airport, I was like this, this is what I'm doing. I'm not having babies. I'm not having like, no, this is what my life is going. This is happening. Um, and so I was there for three and a half years and I had started my MBA program and of course you hated had. every minute of it, hated it, oh, no. hated it, hated it. And then had gone to Dallas for, that's where our company headquarters were. Had gone to Dallas for a work trip, was in my boss's office and he's got like a spreadsheet on one screen and a PowerPoint on the other screen. And I'm looking at him and I'm looking at the people around me and like the trajectory that I'm on mm. is like climbing the corporate ladder. I'm just like, I don't want this. I don't want this what do I do? So I quit. Uh, so I quit the MBA and then roughly a year later, I left the job, uh, with no plan, no job lined up, just like, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm not doing this. Um, and then my husband is a teacher. So I found my way into education, did that for a few years. And my last year teaching, uh, cause I was, I didn't go obviously the traditional route. I didn't go to school for teaching. Yeah. Um, so like I had basically three years to jump through a bunch of hoops if I wanted to continue being a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was my last year and I was just like, you know what? I think I'm done. I did it. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not going to go jump through all of these hoops mm -hmm. to stay here for another year, maybe two, and then I'm going to be done anyway. Right. So I had decided like in October of 2014, like two months into the school year, like, okay, I'm done. This is going to be my last year. Uh, I know. I love this is it. What I do. I love it. Dude. It's like, what are you going to do? I don't know. I don't know. I'll I'm figure it out. I'm done with this. Yeah. So I, in that October, I had, oh, I've always, always had this dream of like backpacking through Europe by myself, just doing my own thing. And so that October I pulled the trigger and booked the trip. I booked flights, uh, to and from Prague. And is this where the, your husband was like, do it. See ya. Yeah. He was just yeah. like, go, if this is a thing you need to do, go do it. Okay, cool. Thank you. I know he's the best. I seriously <laughs> to put up with me and all of this is yeah. He's, uh, he's amazing. I know. I feel bad for my husband. He's always like trying to be supportive, but he's like, oh, what do you want to do now? <laughs> Well, it makes a huge, it makes it a whole lot easier when we don't share money. <laughs> like if I send myself into financial ruin, it's not his problem. Right, right, right. right. So that makes, <laughs> that definitely makes it a lot easier. Um, but so I decided I'm booking this trip and I booked it for the last day of school. Like my first flight, I flew from here, from Salt Lake to LA, spent a few days with family and then took off to Europe. And so I had booked six weeks by myself. I had Love. made reservations for 
like three nights when I arrived. Cause I want to like know where I'm sleeping tonight. Right. And same for when I left, like three nights booked so that I know where I'm staying before I go get back on a plane. And then I had, and then I got a rental car for five and a half weeks. And that was all of the plans. Like I had my tent and my sleeping bag and, you know, just all of my camping travel gear in a backpack. It was just like, okay, I'm going to go do this thing. And it sounded like a great idea <laughs> until I was on that plane to Prague. And I was like, what? what, what have I done? This is insane. Annie, are you serious? You're going to go do this? And then the... <laughs> I arrived in Prague and it was late at night and there's like, you have to take a bus and then a tram. Cause you know, I don't hire taxis because yeah. that would have been easy. We don't do that. Rules. Right. So then I like, it's raining, it's dark. I get off the tram and I am like, their street signs are not really a thing. So I'm looking at my paper map, trying to figure out where on earth I am, where my hostel is. And I feel, I mean, it was probably five, maybe 10 minutes. It felt like two hours that I was just wandering around. Like, I don't know where my hostel is. I don't know where I'm, oh my, what? This is the worst idea you have ever had ever. No like, one knows where I am. <laughs> I mean, I literally had that moment where it's like, okay. So I could just get back on the tram and go back to the airport and just fly home and like, screw it. This, this was a terrible idea. Yeah. Just kidding. Um, but of course I didn't. And yeah, I spent six weeks and how I would choose my next destination was I would talk to, uh, like if I went out to eat, I would talk to the people there or like at the market. So cool. Just ask them like, you know, I have some time to spend. Where should I go? What else should I see? I bet you met some amazing people. So many amazing people, so many places that there is absolutely no way I would have found. Like I could have researched and researched my face off and I never would have come up with that itinerary. I never would have put the trip together that way. Only in the moment on the fly could that have happened. Love. And yeah, it was amazing. Like I arrived, you know, I arrived back in Prague six weeks later and like, okay, that was fun. Were you like, uh, I'm a changed woman. I did this. Like, I remember, you know, on the tram back to the airport and I was really kind of stressed out, like a little freaked out. Like, sure. I am not the same person who landed here six weeks ago. I'm not. And I am about to go back to a life that expects that version of me. Like mm -hmm. I'm talking about my husband, my parents, my friends, like how do I even do that? Mm -hmm. And it turned out, of course it was all fine, but yeah, like that was anxiety inducing also. Like I'm, I'm not the same. Like it changed me in so many amazing ways. And I haven't even gotten to that part in the memoir. And I'm so looking, like I'm almost there. I've got another year or two to get through, but I am, I'm looking forward to telling that story. Love that. Well, and I love to, when you started your travel business, that's when we met and mm -hmm. you were really, um, emphasizing to women, which I love solo trips, kind of like what you had done, but kind of helping them along the way, help them prepare, get started, do what they need to do. But I love the idea of like, 
doing something hard that gets you way out of your comfort zone, out of your country, that helps you find yourself. Totally. And it's not like, "Mm, I'm going to step a toe outside my comfort zone. It's like, I am like rocket sled out. (laughs) Right. Well, and there's a bunch of things that no one tells you. Like I'm obviously in a bunch of, you know, travel groups on Facebook and online. And this is a thing I follow closely. And there were a lot of things that I wasn't prepared for Mm -hmm. that, I mean, needed to happen and are a natural part of the process, like questioning yourself, like thinking you should go back to the airport, like wondering what on earth you have done and that there will be tears and that there will be all of these things, but nobody talks about it. No. Well, and I, I went to Germany for a month by myself and, um, there was a program, but I kind of had to figure out, you know, where I wanted to go on the weekends and what I wanted to do. And yeah, I, so many emotions, like the first time you get to the right location, you're like, Oh my gosh, I did this. Prayers are heard. <laughs> Thank you. Totally. <laughs> or like when you get lost or something, you do have those moments where you're like, nobody knows where I am. Like I'm literally lost in the middle of nowhere, but just that feeling of like stepping outside of yourself and like getting to know the people and the culture and just feeling more what it's like to just be present there. Yeah. And I found that you make so many more connections when you're traveling alone. For sure. Like so many more conversations you have. Right. Cause you're not already engaged in conversation with your traveling companion or whatever that like, I meet so many more people and have the most interesting conversations when I'm traveling alone. Totally. And I've even from all over the world, which I love. Totally. Yes. And I've finally gotten my husband on board with my way of, of traveling. Yeah. Like when we went to Denmark, we didn't have, we didn't really have a plan. We had a couple of places that we knew we wanted to see and so we'd already rented a car, but then we had a, you know, three or four days that we didn't have anything planned for. And so when we were picking up the rental car, I'm like talking to the lady who's helping us and like, Hey, so we got a few extra days. Like we need to stay on this yeah. Island, but like, what else should we see? And she was like, Oh, like pulled up some Google images, sent us to this other place that was amazing. Like we're checking in at the campground and they're like, you're Americans. Why are you here? That's always my favorite where it's like, how did you end up here? Nobody. <laughs> Or they're like, where is this? Isn't in a guidebook. <laughs> yeah. How do you know? <laughs> and it's always, oh, somebody local told me. Oh, okay. Oh. But yeah, that my husband was like, that was amazing. Yeah. I never would have talked. I never would have asked those questions or talked right. to that person. And we never would have been there. That's right. Just That's right. We did that. That's right. I we love that. that. And it was amazing. Well, and I love that you just kind of radiate that empowerment because when you talk to people, whether that's coaching or traveling or, you know, like you were saying, taking a break and getting a day job, people are drawn to that about you. And I think that's powerful, you know, cause you're able to be like, tell me your story. Let me tell you mine. Like I'm just very encouraging too, you know? Well, and I think a lot of that comes from, I mean, I don't know if you have read Untamed yet. If you haven't put it on your list, cause it's so good. Uh, but Glennon Doyle talks about that, about we can do hard things. Like the two hardest, scariest things I've ever done in my life were getting divorced mm-hmm. and leaving my corporate job. And so 
every time I'm up against like, and I did it and here I am, I survived and I'm right. actually better off for having done those things that well, I'm like, if I could do that, then I can do this. Yeah. Well, and that's what I would say, like leaving my corporate job was the scariest thing I've ever done because it was all of the security. It was everything that everyone told me was success. It was everything. Mm-hmm. And I just, that's what I tell myself. It's like, I've already done the scariest thing I've ever done. So nothing else is that scary. Love that. Okay. So let's just do the stuff. I mean, I don't know. I'm, maybe I'm, a, I mean, I know I'm a weirdo in some ways, but I don't know. I just feel like we get to do this once, man. Like we right? get to be alive. And so why would I not try the things and go for it? And like, what else is there? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I love too, that you're not fake about it. Like we've talked about this before. You're, you're not into like, the happy, like perfectly posed photo pictures. You you like the raw and the like Eastern European like metal statues that you come across that you're like, whoa. Like we had so many naked metal pictures in Eastern Europe. So but, many. But, like statues that I, we'd come across and we'd be like, there is a story to this. I don't know what it is, but there is something to this. But just that kind of stuff that just, it can like, change your life more than absolutely when I like anything yeah business like I refuse to get professional headshots like my the photos on my website are my travel photos because that's who I am like this like I'm if you see me in a skirt you know that I have lost my mind (laughs) and call somebody quick like I just I spent enough time trying to fit what everybody else said I was supposed to be that I just refused I just refused to try and I refuse to apologize for it that who I am and if that's a problem that's a you problem not a me problem so good luck yeah and I don't care I love too that you you say it's okay to not fit in the box and to struggle with rules and like just embrace that and know that about yourself and you know, work, work around that. Well, and part of it, I mean, some rules are in place for a good reason. Some sure. are not. And so, I don't know, I guess I do have a rebellious streak just naturally, but part <laughs> of it for me is like when somebody tells me that I should do something or that I need mm-hmm. to do something. That's a trigger for me. <laughs> my thing is like, okay, I'm, and I'm a skeptic by nature. Like I can't help but question everything. So my thing is always like, well, who benefits if I do? Because this isn't about making my life better. So who wins if I follow your rules? If it's not me or, you know, the collective, like looking out for, you know, friends, family, community, whatever, but yeah. like, right. But no, I'm sorry. That's not going to work for me. Or watch me. That's what I always think. When someone's like, I don't think you can do that. Or you probably shouldn't. Mm. I'm always like. Challenge accepted. (laughs) Cha-ching. Totally. Same way like, oh, you think I can't? Mm. Watch me. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will do it just to prove you wrong. Well, and I think as women, it's okay. We need to embrace that side of us more, you know, because as a society, we tend, we're getting better, but we still have a ways to go. We tend to put women in these boxes of what they should be doing. And there's a lot of guilt and da, 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 especially here in Utah with the religious culture. But like, 
break free of that and just say, it doesn't matter what people expect of me. I want to follow my inner voice, like what I want to do. And at the end of the day, that is the, that's the mission that I am here to accomplish is to help women say, I don't have to, and to have that support and a cheerleader and somebody who's like, you're right. You don't like, uh, it's like the matrix where we're both in the age where we remember this, right? Like, it's like that splinter in your mind. Like there's, I always felt like that, like, there's gotta be another way. Like I have this sense Mm. that somebody's lying to me here, that things don't have to be this way. And sure enough, you know, that's the case, but that is very much at the heart of what I do is like, you're right. You're right. Your suspicions are correct that it doesn't have to be like that. I will walk with you as you find your way out. I love that, which is something you're so, so, so good at. So if you need Annie in your life, which you probably do, (laughs) I'm putting in her contact info. (laughs) Thanks. Annie, thank you so much for chatting. I think, um, you're just a plethora of wisdom and knowledge. I, uh, I just really appreciate you coming on. I think there's a lot of women that can benefit from what you have to offer and just your advice and your outlook on life. We just need those empowering messages. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's what I feel like. I'm, that's what I feel like I'm here to do. Like that's, that's my job. That's, I don't know. That's my life's work is to help women set themselves free. Love that. Totally. And you know, I've got a couple ways where I'm really good at helping them do that, but yeah, that's what I feel like my life's work is. And I'm super grateful for you and that for our friendship and that we have gotten to walk some of these journeys together. Totally. And it's so, I mean, not empowering. Isn't the word I'm looking for. It's so encouraging and to just feel like you're not alone. Like Totally. To just for thinking right. you think. Yeah. And I super appreciate that about you. Like as a kindred spirit, like <laughs> I'm, I'm not alone. Like there, there are other people out there who get it, who don't necessarily look at me. Like I've just grown a second head. <laughs> I, talk oh, about I, have one too. I have one too. <laughs> right. But it's nice. It's so yeah. And that's the other thing is like community has become so important to me for that. Like that sense of belonging, that sense of not being alone can make all the difference between finding the courage to actually go for what you want and staying stuck in that fear or doubt place. Yeah. I love that. Well, thank you so much for your kind words. Love that. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. Thanks for joining me on Pink Girl Podcast. Tune in next time.